Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision. Welcome to the Room for Error podcast. The podcast that is live broadcasting the Kansas Iowa State game. We're at eight thirty-five left in the first half. Oh, now it's eight thirty-three. Pardon me. Eight thirty-two. I am with my brother from another mother, Dan Harmson. And <laughs> Why did you say that in like the little green alien voice? Because I needed Toy to make Story. sure I needed to make sure that I actually spat out the right words. Because last time the Christmas episode, I said brother from another Dan Harmson. Yeah. Or some you, shit you, like that. That was totally like you remember the like Toy Story, the the OG Toy Story, right? The only one that matters. Right, the good ones. Um. Those little like fucking green alien things that were like, what? <laughs> you are know. here to save us. Yeah, they were hilarious. Pretty underrated. Oh my gosh, Jake just hit a fadeaway. Dude, Jake. Well, that's all he tries to hit every shot. So, this is gonna be a little off the wall episode. Yeah, tonight. we're um, we're gonna really shoot from the hip here. We're uh, we're gonna do a little live broadcast here and still kind of try to touch on some of our fun subjects that we like to do. It, it depends on honestly how either I was. Oh oh oh, Caleb Grill, nice. Like stuff like that. We're either, you're, we're either going to be paying no attention because Iowa State's playing really well or because we're playing really bad, so one or the other. Yeah, there will pretty much be no in-between. Oh, Grill, come on, come on. Nope. Dan, this Confidence. if this is how we're going to do it, I don't want to record. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to... F- I'm full of piss and vinegar right now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so why don't, Dan, why don't you just take it then? <laughs> no, nah, I really don't have that much to say. It's all good. <laughs> I just... So, oh, oh. Man, you know what? Actually, like, not... Terrible looks. What What do you think outcome so far? Obviously, this Iowa State basketball team has been a little up and down this season. Mm, disappointing, to say the least. Um, the Florida A&M loss it might be the loss, worst loss by a Power 5 basketball team in history. Uh, literally, and, because they had never won a Power 5 game in the history of their program. And, you know, um, we're sitting at the point now at the crossroads of the season where you basically have to win at least 10 Big 12 games, possibly beat Auburn. Who's what a top five, top ten team right now? Uh, yeah, I think six is what I last saw. Maybe. Yeah. So we're talking about winning ten Big Twelve games, which more than likely we could start out one and four. I went through and I went through our first uh, first bit ten Big Twelve games, and I got us at one and nine. We're surely gonna pick up a couple of those. No. Needed the TCU one. The Need- first the Le- first six Big Twelve games. Does your mouse change color? Yeah. The first big. The first six Big 12 games are against uh, the likes of TCU, Kansas, two against Oklahoma, and two against Baylor. Try that. So that's the most delicious thing I've ever seen. It's going to be. Your focus is fucked right now, isn't it? Oh. Does your mouse change colors? Try this. It is. <laughs> You're like a kid with that drank too many Capri Suns. Or Had a long day. It. Had a long couple <laughs> days here. Oh, that is good. That'd be that'd be Delicious. a very nice summery beer. This is a. I'm drinking a Schlafenhofen. Actually, <laughs> I think it's Schoferhofer. It's got the it's got the Jägermeister font to it, so it's kind of scary. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. Imported from Germany, it's a Hefeweizen grapefruit. You know, I always like to pronounce it Bia because it's B I E Bia Bia. So, that being said. Um, we're watching this. Uh, we're watching this basketball game, and it's going okay right now. I believe we're down by uh, three or four points. Um, I think 
one thing that I'd like to get into a little bit before we really dive hard into basketball is the disappointment that came with the Camping World Bowl. Um, there's really nothing to touch on for the Hawkeyes, truthfully, in their bowl game because honestly, they, best they bowl just, performance they've had. In a they long just time. absolutely put it on USC. And Aunt Christine and I were sitting there on um, you know Friday night that that night they played, and it was 24 to 28. And I just looked at her. I said, "Why don't we just go to bed and watch Sons of Anarchy or something?" Because the Hawks are going to whoop the shit out of USC, and sure enough, that's what we got. It just you know, it, it was almost a little bit like. Notre Dame's domination of USC, actually, except for the chance, the, the thought. Notre Dame's domination, domination of, of Iowa State. You need to slow down, Chief. Yeah, drunk as shit <laughs> on a Wednesday. Um, no, completely controlled the line of scrimmage. Iowa did. It was a fast game in and the first honestly, half, too. Yeah, fast pace, and their offense looked really impressive. Defense, obviously, is what we knew it was. Um, Doron, Keaton Slovis gets hurt. Keaton Slovis gets hurt. Can sling the rock though. I think actually kids like that stud. kid that kid's gonna be, you know And he was their freaking third stringer. Yeah. I will say that actually Iowa State put up more of a fight than USC did because Iowa State was at least at the Notre Dame ten yard line three or four times and didn't seem to get any points. I don't know if I'd argue on that one, but okay. You know. But once again said, um, by the way, so what? Has Epineza declared for the draft yet? Uh we haven't found out. Neither him or Worfs. Him or Worfs. Geno Stone did. I saw. That was a little surprising. A little surprising, but I think a little surprising that he declared before those two. That's my thought at least. Yeah, and I like I said, it was a it was a awesome performance and we've got some really good bowl games too to come from it. Um, you know, not just the Iowa or Iowa State games. Iowa State's was a dumpster fire. They didn't even show up, I didn't think. I, I like you said, they were on their ten yard line and like we had these flashes where we looked good, but it was like, no different I think that's no game, different than the K State game. It was it's a just, microcosm of the actually I this sounds bad. It was better than the K-State game. Um, it is, But it was a microcosm of the entire season. Stupid – moving the ball sometimes at will. Good play calling, you know, until we get to the 20-yard line. And dri- drives break down for one reason or another. Um, badly timed penalties. Bad third down calls. Bad fourth down calls. Bad special teams play. Um, bad turnovers at the wrong time. Iowa State had the chance to put points on the board. Um, the Iowa State defense also played really well. I don't think Notre Dame got a first down until like the third quarter or something like that, if I'm correct. I think that sounds right, actually. But at the same time, when your offense continues to give the defense short fields, and we've seen it time and time again this season, those problems just rear their ugly head. And, oh, shit, who is this white kid? Man, just when they're getting close, 23-25, like, stupid, who is that? I don't know. It's kind of got, like, a little Christian Braun. Bieber hair flip going on. You know, it's a microcosm of the whole season. It's all the problems we saw. I'm getting real. What I want to know is, how does how does this get fixed? You look mad. Am no, I cutting you no, off? No, 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 no. I'm shaking my head because I'm sitting here thinking about the coach speak that we get time and time again from these bullshit performances. Well, it's really, you know, it, it comes back to me and my coaching staff. And I love Matt Campbell, but give us something that we can act like. Don't sit there and talk for 10 minutes and not say a damn word. Right. I'm getting real sick of that. And Prome is so guilty of it, too. Like, it's just one of those things that I'm, I'm ready to hear them say, hey, guys, top to bottom, offense, we were bad. Defense, we were bad. Special teams, we were bad. Uh, we obviously have no discipline. Instead of we get this, you know, we I think that we really did some good things, and I think the ability to see us grow as a football team. Fuck you. You didn't grow. 
I'm, know, t- I'm tired of it. Give me something. Give me something of substance. Even if you were like, don't obviously dog on your team publicly, but like, say something. Say something. I don't think that's too much to ask. Is I, it? Here's the deal. I I don't think our. I don't think the team didn't not sh- the scoreboard. Sorry, sorry, that was harsh. The I'm scoreboard sorry. looked bad at the end of Notre Dame game day game. Chill. And I think we can honestly say we were all pretty disappointed in the outcome. I think we all expected a lot more. God damn it! They hit another three. <sighs> Dotson. Dan, I don't think that we're going to be able to record and have you watch a basketball game at the same time. Well, what do you think was going to happen? You told me you wanted to do this. I thought you were going to be capable. Man, I've, dude, I, you went to college with me. You know I can't do this. Yeah, we shouldn't have done this. No, but we're doing it. So <laughs> suck a dick. Um, to me, it just shows that you know there's Notre Dame's completely controlled the line of scrimmage. You know, did those things. I don't think Iowa State was as far off as the score looked. But at the same time, how do we clean up these mistakes? How do we, you know, the time we thought it would take to maybe, hey, they got a couple weeks off here, start ironing out these things. But these things have showed their ugly heads every week of the year so far. Yeah, and I think it's – and this What do they do probably, in the offseason to address it? This is probably something that everybody's heard or thought to themselves or – Whatever, like the path to success is not just going to be a straight line. And I don't know who I heard say that on a radio show. I think maybe it was Keith Murphy. Um, path to success is not going to be a straight line. There's going to be peaks and valleys. And right now, um, you know, the season started with a lot of promise. And so it started as a peak and it kind of turned into a valley. So let's see. Let's see how they respond. Um, you know, yes. I, I think if you'd say we were going to be seven and five with a chance to have another eight win season, I think every fan would have taken it. But still known in their heart that maybe there was something different that this team could have accomplished. Well, I think, you know, the reason I think we look at this season as a disappointment is it just because of the relative expectations this team had with it. You had Purdy coming off of, you know, partying like a rock star, you know, all this stuff, which we found out here as of late, he was dealing with two ankle injuries and a shoulder injury all year. Um, pretty remarkable what he did playing hurt. Purdy remarkable. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> You know, so, and the defense was a lot more banged up than we thought it was. Oh, Zion. Zion's feeling it. He's, this well, is. Well, I would just like to point out that it was 23 to 25 at one point. Yeah, I, I can't say this is And doing it's 37 well. 26, so. Well, what, how many points does Iowa State have to be down at half to still have a chance to win this? Eight. You think eight? Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be under 10. It has to be under 10. Fuck, who is this that white, white kid? kid? That white kid can shoot. Man, quick release. Um. Anyways, moving on to some other college basketball stuff. Um, before we jump whole head into this basketball um, disappointment so far, coaching carousel. You you kind of have a little bit more of a ear to the ground on some of this stuff, but we just learned yesterday that Matt Rule is going to the Panthers, which I think from a Big Twelve standpoint, I think it adds one less con- or excuse me, subtracts a contender out. Um, at right. least for the moment. I think it's going to depend 100%. Actually, I want to preface something before we move on anywhere. Okay. We've been bitching about the football team. We've been bitching about the basketball team. We're going to do a lot more of it. <laughs> Cyclone fans, be better. You're starting to sound like Hawkeye fans. You are starting to have a sense of entitlement, like you deserve more than this. You think this is going to come easy? It's not. I talked to a good friend today who said, you know... Um, 
life's kind of kicked us all in the stones here and there, somewhere and others. But I said, being an Iowa State fan, it prepares you for real life because there's a lot of disappointment. That's why all Hawkeye fans are Democrats because they just, <laughs> you know, want everything good handed to them. Yeah. Cyclone fans can, can deal with the real world. So just want to preface well, that. 95% of them. Yeah, there's a lot of rational. But quit, be better. That's all I can say is there's a lot of vocal people on Twitter right now Tweeting at players, things I'd like see, that. I didn't rem- see oh, that. No, I wish plenty. I would. You, 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 there's a lot of that. Like going because on. don't get me wrong, I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll come, I'll come forward. Yeah. I, I tweeted something just about how, um, solo looks. You're pretty hateful. No, no, hang on. I said solo looks lethargic, and Jake can't step into the step into a shot. That's not being ruthless, is it? No. I think it's just an observation, and I did not at them. I did not tag them because that's stupid. It's just an observation. I think Solo looks slow. Well, he's not fast. He's never been fast. I'm allowed to say that, right? Like, I don't think I was ever dark to the point where I was tweeting at people saying, like, hey, you suck. Because if there were people that did that, and, like, and I'm sure there were, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. A whole bunch. It reminds me of that point during one of Fran McCaffrey's many late-season slides. I don't know if you remember, there was a good five, six years row where... Uh, which one? The Iowa team, you know, got off to a good start, got ranked... Maybe top 20, maybe top 15, maybe top 10. And then lost, you know, 9 of 11 games down the stretch or something like that and lost the first round of the Big Ten tournament and maybe made the NCAA tournament. Anyway, and at one point, Zach McCabe, pride of Sioux City Bishop Helan, literally tweeted at Hawkeye fans, He, the fact that I have Iowa fans talking shit to me is insane. Like, go fuck yourselves or something like that. I do that. remember that now that you say yeah. that. And this is what Iowa State fans have become. Be better. Yeah, you you are, Cole. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Some some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> um, no, I've um, I've I've been, I've been competitive on Twitter. I want to put it that way. I've I've I don't you voice some of your frustrations, right? But I don't think I've ever been to the point where you've had to text me or call me and be like, Cole, you need to shut up. The problem, the thing is, I'm not on the social medias yeah. enough to even know. Yeah, so. and it, you know I, what? Actually, Maybe I don't even see your tweets. I just see how the angry things you text me, and, and just assume that you're losing. See, your that's anger. what I do is I I text you my angry tweets. You do text me a lot of angry things, and most of the time I I try to talk you off the ledge, like just say something like, "Dude, they're fucking kids" or something like that. No, yeah, we had a. Oh no, the really, one my 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 favorite one was you were just berating Steve about something. I'm like, dude, Steve is not. An idiot who reads at a third grade level, like he's. I never. I you took it that way. I never said that. We have. I never said these guys are so stupid, but really they they know they've no they've forgotten more about basketball. Okay, no, you were talking about how there were some kids that maybe wanted out of their national letters of intent after that Florida A and M game. Yeah, and I said, you know, as as much of it, and this is I remember this. I said, as much of a shit talker that I am, I never, I never thought that. Prome would be incompetent enough to not be able to sell the kids that hey it's just a, it's just a hiccup and then that's when you text me that I never said he read at a third grade level okay piss off I will say however that one of my funnier tweets I liked no I'm not gonna say it out loud <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> never mind all right but I I think was it racially insensitive no 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 I just made a you know just. That that was maybe an instance where I made the coaching staff seem like they were kind of stupid, but that's fine. Um, I think that this team is capable of a oh lot, my. but I think they're showing the fact that 
they're green and they're just not really co. They're not. There's not a lot of cohesive. No, in this team. I think. Let's put it this way. This team looks like they're missing at least one, maybe two, very big pieces. Yeah, just players. And those being, Taylor Horton Tucker, who we all thought was probably a three or four year guy. Nobody we totally just skipped over all the coaching carousel stuff. Nobody thought we'll get we'll get back to it. That's uh, a good halftime topic. I think everybody thought Taylor Horton Tucker was going to be a two, three, four year guy. Nobody expected him to be one and done. And this team is really missing a versatile six five wing that can hit a three and drive the lane. Am I wrong? No, I think you're you're absolutely right. But also at the same time, do you remember how excited we were when we were getting Nixon and Bolton? We all thought that these guys were going to come in and step in and, and play like superstars. And I think maybe we oversold ourselves is what I think happened. I really think we oversold ourselves and maybe not even oversold ourselves. I think that there are some media outlets that made that made these maybe players. Might be doing a little too much sunshine pumping. Yes, they were they were popping rainbows and lollipops straight into our buttholes all across Cyclone Nation. <laughs> oh. And we thought that Rashir Bolton and Nixon were going to come in and be these two players that, that Halliburton was going to need at his side, and they were going to pick up all this slack. Well, like no offense to those two young men, they're not half the players Wigginton or THTR. It's just a fact. Well, I, I would agree with that. I mean, and look at both those guys. Honestly, it, both are doing better than I thought they would be in the G League or NBA. Where's Wiggy at? I think Wiggy's overseas. He's in Iowa. Oh, he's see, I, I thought that didn't. I thought that fell no, he's through. he's in Des Moines. He's averaging like seventeen points a game. Good for him. Um, and THC just got called up. He's with the Big Lakers now. Wow, throwing so, lobs to LeBron and AD. You know, so, but can you imagine that how, was a kid that was on our team last year? Think about that. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> what this team looks like though with a THT and a Wigginton and a district and someone who can pass the ball like Tyrese, who now is a big time scoring. If you, threat. Yeah, if you don't ask Tyrese to score, if you say, "Hey, just go out and feed them." Yeah, he he'll he'll come up with seventeen assists every night, right? And you know, an improved con- and an improved Condit and a bunch of these other guys. I I think this team, you know, would be doing really well. Although Tyrese tonight not been doing well, looks frustrated. Um, but one minute left. Uh, game is slowly, slowly already down by seventeen. Yeah, points. it goes from being a two point. What what is this run right here? Because at one point this was what. 25 to 23. Seven, 17 to 3, I think is what I saw. 17 to 3 run. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 18 to 3. Are no, they, right, are they showing us how short Tyrese's shorts? What is he doing with that thing on his hand? Oh, he's got a bum wrist. Bum wrist. Forgot about that. Forgot okay, about the that. stands aren't even, the stands aren't even like three quarters full. Well, no, they are. It's sold out, but people are, there's 48 seconds left. They're going to get their clone count. I just, what happened to the intensity and, you know, the ball movement and ball reversals and things we started the first five minutes with. And now we're starting to see. And maybe it's just the talent disparity is that much. But everybody's looking at dog coming into halftime already. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the way we play in the second half more often than not, truthfully. I think That's even, foul, even with some of our even with some of our worst losses, I think that we usually come out and start swinging a little differently, which is good. There are some adjustments that get made, but. Um, this one is going to be too high. This one's going to be too tall. You are like mountains, seven feet tall and weigh like 600 pounds. And you were just, you know, a little elbow like that just puts you in that much pain. Come on. No, basketball players are like soccer players. Look how short Garrett's shorts are. Uh, You could, you could hit 
Azubuki with a feather, and I bet he'd throw a fit. Like, like what? What is it's he? Marcus, like, it's, the Marcus, it's the Marcus. It's the Smart effect, dude. Just, just watch his face. Like he is so gassed, just sitting at the free throw. Either that, he's really tired. He just, I think that was a yawn, or maybe his mouth just hangs open really wide. I, I don't know. Sorry. No, who knows? But we'll see. We'll see what happens in the second half. I hope we can get within ten. We'll we'll go in a deep dive of of our coaching carousel here at halftime. I I think there's some interesting developments, um, going on. Texas hires a couple coordinators, Chris Ash and uh, yeah, and Yurichich. Uh, yes, who was um, I think was was he Herman's co-offensive coordinator when Herman was at Ohio State? I think that's right. Yeah, so Herman's just hiring his buddies. He's basically just hiring his buddies. Um, and that surprised me that Orlando of any of those guys got canned. Like um, how? Yeah, exactly. Like how can you fault Orlando for what the defense did when he literally was depleted yeah. to like his third stringers? Yeah, I, I I think that's that's pretty dumb. And you know, I just Chris Ash is a great coordinator. He's an Iowa guy. He's an Iowa State guy. But at the same time, I don't know if this whole getting the band back together. You know, like we've all seen it. You know. Uh, Maybe it, maybe it's the Eagles. Maybe it's the Rolling Stones. I think he's trying to catch lightning in a bottle for you know, a second time, and, and I don't it's know not going to happen. You know, but he's not going to lose his job after this. Like, let's pretend. Let's pretend Texas goes six and six. Oh, I think he's gone. You think so? You get one chance. In these coaching things, you typically get one chance to redo your staff and something big like that um, before you're going on. Because I'm trying to think. His first year, did they make a bowl game? I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I think they were seven and five that year too. Yeah, seven maybe. and five, and then they eleven and two Sugar Bowl, right? And now seven and five again. Although, credit them, and I don't. I they're think like everyone our, they're like our only Big Twelve. The Big win. Twelve was a little bit down this year. I, I here's the deal: bowl season is so weird because matchups are weird, motivation is weird in bowl games. I just don't. Uh, I don't think anybody expected the Big 12 to fall as flat on their faces as they did or expect Texas to come out and look as good as they did the way they played down the stretch. Yeah, they and they really kind of turned it on. Um, but so that being said, with some of the coaching carousel stuff, like rules to the Panthers, which no one saw coming. I was seriously convinced he was going to the Giants. Rumor has it, uh, I, th- I want to say the Athletic reported that he called the Giants and said, if you can match this offer, I'll come to the I'll- Come to East Rutherford or where? Well, I don't. I don't know if it was a. a th- I did hear the same thing about, or read the same thing about. He gave them a chance to match, but it was assumed for a long time that was the only NFL job he was going to take was the Giants. There was some smoke earlier that he didn't want to work with Dave Gettleman, and them keeping Dave Gettleman might have been a deterrent to him taking the Giants' job. Um, and the interesting thing for me is the way this was supposed to go is he was supposed to interview with Carolina and then interview with New York the day after. Well, he never even gets to New York to interview. I heard he gave him the chance to match his salary, whatever, and they said no, and you know, and that, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But it's just interesting to me that, I will say this, under Gettleman's leadership, that, that it's weird to think that, that that team has won two Super Bowls in the last decade. It is crazy to think. About. Look at that. That I mean, that organization is the new Browns. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, are they going to look back on this moment with Matt Rule? Is Matt Rule going to like have an eight-year career with the Panthers and make two Super Bowls and three NFC Championship games? And the the Giants and the Giants brass are going to look back and say, "Oh boy." I, I really we think ma- we did. We muff it. that one. You know, I, I don't. I'm not saying what that's going to happen. What I worry about is Daniel Jones showed some promise. They could this could fuck him up. 
you know, we've seen a lot of coaching changes and things like that really mess up a young quarterback. Um, For sure. To me, though, Rule absolutely took the better job. Even though you have young talent and draft picks. I think he's got a way better owner in Carolina. Way better. And that's the thing is, you know, sometimes, you know, Carolina was an expansion team, you know, not that long ago in NFL terms, which what they've been around probably 30 years now, um, 20 years at least. But that franchise really, if you think about compared to some of the other franchises, you know, in the NFL, especially in that conference or that division, um, even Atlanta – in Tampa Bay, those jobs are turning over a lot more than Carolina. Yeah, I think everyone's surprised that Dan Quinn even kept his job for right. as long as he has all of a sudden. You know, and they've they've done a you know Mike Smith and a lot of these guys, but at the same time, Carolina, you know, John Fox had a long run with a lot of success there, um, and Ron Rivera had a lot of success there. I think Washington knocked that out of the park. Uh, awesome hire, dude. That's Great not hire. it's not a sexy hire at all, but. No, I, I think needed, Ron Rivera is one of a, a top ten coach in the NFL. Absolutely, Easy. Ron Rivera's Ron Rivera is awesome. And for that being said, sticking with the NFL, I think Mike McCarthy was a home run. I think Mike McCarthy is a very meh hire. Oh, well, but I, I think he can be successful. Now there's talk. Okay, so who would have not been a meh hire? And don't say Lincoln Riley. Well, Lincoln wasn't going to go. Um, but I think Cowboy fans were expecting a sexy hire, something new, and sometimes a sexy hire. You know, isn't what a franchise need needs. I think actually it's a good hire for the Cowboys, um, but it's not what people expected. I think people expected Jerry to go out and grab a big name or a college name who, or who or some whiz like kid. Urban Meyer, some BS. Yeah, I think that's what people expected. But at the end, honestly, he probably makes a guy in McCarthy who's won a Super Bowl. Who don't get me wrong, he hasn't had an incredibly talented quarterback most of the time that he was there. But McCarthy has had what a year now to sit out and you know, kind of refocus and study. And we've seen these things pay off for coaches in the past where, hey, we have time to go, you know, be inventive, go learn, go do things. And now he gets an opportunity with, you know, a really good franchise. Um, Albeit a little bit of a dysfunctional one. I think he's the only, uh, isn't he the only coach to have coached for both Packers and the Cowboys? I think you're right. Um, I think I, I saw, like, they're number one and number two in win percentage. I think you're right. His winning percentage with the Packers was, like, 65%. He Which NFL wise is crazy. He made yeah. the postseason nine times and advanced to the second round like six times. Right. And won a Super Bowl and like NFC Championship game two times. So that's why I think playoff wins. That's if we look why at, I think McCarthy. And if a we look run. at Jason Garrett in the past, what what has he done? He's never been able to win in the playoffs. Ever. No, he's Marvin Lewis. Honestly, he's not that different than Marvin Lewis. Did you and sorry, not to change when it's not really not changing the subject. Marvin Lewis came out and said I can't I can't decide who the owners hire like with regards to this Rooney rule mm-hmm. like he acted like he deserved the job more than McCarthy it's like Marvin you you got bounced 9 times in the first round of the playoffs like you you they just want a different version of Jason Garrett good come God. on Marvin really I read that was an ESPN article that they fall and maybe I took it out of context but it, like his he went through it. They asked him about like the Rooney Rule, and they're like, "Well, I don't. the ESPN claimed, and I don't know who the writer was. I forget. But, like the article claimed that the only reason he got the interview was just to satisfy the Rooney Rule, and that they had no intention of hiring him in the first really? place. That's what they said. The Rooney Rule is a weird thing. Like I understand, you know, let's call it spade a spade here. The NFL and the NBA are are mostly made up of African American athletes. Yes. In 
for that being said, there is a surprisingly low number of African Americans in coaching in these things, you know, and there's more becoming more all the time. And I understand, but I don't think we're at this position now where it's just, we have, you know, probably it's called spade a spade here in the sixties and seventies. We probably did have racist NFL owners. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, there were bil- rich billionaires and shoot, we had run the NBA not that long ago. Donald Sterling. Um, yeah. And that might've been a thing, but at the end of the day, like Anthony Lynn, like, you know, all these guys, the best guy is going to get, Hired That's what I'm saying. Tom, there's like, lots of good black coaches out there. I mean, NFL teams want to win. I don't think that a guy being black is going to, you know, I, I think that's we're past the point of needing something like that is my thought. Yeah, and, like, I get, I get where the rule comes from. Like, it makes sense. But I think Anthony Lynn, like you said, the best coaches will get the job no yeah. matter what. Brian Flores, apparently, I've read, he has Bill Belichick-type job security in Miami. Really? They love him. Really? They're never letting him go. That's what I. That's what I read. Well, wait two years. Rivera, I don't. I don't know, man. I think Brian Flores has it going on. Oh uh, God, you're all back on the Dolphins bandwagon. Oh really? Was I on the Dolphins bandwagon with Tannehill and Gase? No, I wasn't. Okay. Okay. They now Rivera, they played well to finish the season. We're not talking about that. Rivera is a minority coach. Just said that's a bomb hire. Yeah. Tomlin probably will go down. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Next Tony Dungy type guy. Yep. Well, I mean, look at the stability. They've had in Pittsburgh. Honestly, I know that Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs this year, but probably one of Tomlin's best coaching jobs this year. Yeah, he's working they were with in playoff contention Hodges. with you know their third string quarterback most season, and no Le'Veon Bell and no Antonio Brown. And even after Mason Rudolph got his head scrambled by Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. I honestly really impressive. So yeah. and so again, I read that about Marvin Lewis. It's like shut up, like Marvin Lewis. You weren't even a good coach in Cincinnati. Like you had AJ, reason, you had AJ Green. That's what made you look good. The reason he stuck around so long in Cincinnati, we can go back to Chad Johnson. He was there forever. Oh, that's true. Is because they were so much better than what they had been. Oh yeah, you know I, they I really were the, think, they were like they were the Browns before the Browns were. The and Browns. now I think they're fastly becoming the Browns again. Um, they go out and hire what the Rams QB coach last year, and I'm not saying you need to be Zach a, Taylor. Zach right. Taylor. I'm not saying you. He's like 28 years old just because he knows Sean McVay. <laughs> you know, like he shared oh, brunch with Sean yeah, McVay shared, once. Yeah, and it's amazing how those hires. Honestly, the most successful of all those, you know, just because we wanted to get a young offensive mind. You know who it was this year? Kellen Moore. No, oh. in terms of a head coach. Oh, who? Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> they weren't terrible. Yeah. No, they weren't. They really weren't. Kyler Murray is probably he's maybe the rookie of the year. Maybe? No. Um, Josh Jacobs? No. Oh shit. Who's the offensive rookie of the year? I think there, pro, there will be, there will, focuses, there will be the a argument made for the kid in um um Philly, Sanders that was Saquon's backup oh, at Penn yeah. State. He had the most Rushing yards of all rookies and most receptions and receiving yards of yeah, all rookies, right. I think. But but he's a no name. Like I he never got talked about throughout the entire year. Yeah. So I think you're right though. It'll Kyler probably Murray up, was pretty good. No, I agree. Kyler Murray actually I think Josh Jacobs had a pretty good and year. And he too. didn't you know, and it wasn't overtly running the ball, ditching the pocket, like he actually threw the ball down the field and, and they got better throughout the year. Now the interesting thing for me, um, I talked to a good buddy about this. We saw Baker Mayfield struggle a little bit. We saw a lot of you know things like that happen. How does the Arizona look 
now that teams have had an off season in a year's worth of tape to prepare for the air raid. That's what that and you know what I'm really excited for? What will change for Lamar Jackson next right. year? Because right. granted he has been now he's improved. He's been right. amazing. Yes, yeah. he has. He's been amazing. There's a lot of but, people who didn't think he was a passing quarterback but last to year. Think, they thought it was like going to be the triple option. But to think that now his opponents will have a full offseason to prepare for him. Like, Michael Vick was great through his career. Really didn't really have a setback until he was fighting dogs. Fighting dogs. I want to see how people start to prepare for Lamar Jackson. I want to see how Lamar Jackson counters them. Will he start to throw a better deep ball? Will he start dropping even more dimes than he already does? Because right. I think that's been the one knock on him is that he's not deep accurate or has deep accuracy. And really, there's really not many not many quarterbacks in the league that do outside of Russell Wilson. Right. Um, there's some other things too. Like you wonder, there's guys who first of all, can we talk about the Buffalo Bills choke job in the playoffs too? You mean Josh Allen's choke job, man. Actually, this sounds weird. I think the Bills. Remember what I texted you that Saturday? Yeah, like I think. You know, like don't look now. No, but I I think we could see like a, Bills Mafia. Yeah, it's not going to be bad. You know, I think I'm not they saying pl- the Patriots th- are imploding or anything like that. But if the Patriots say this, say Belichick retires, Brady, Belichick all this bullshit them. and all this bullshit about Brady's going to be a Charger or Brady's going to be a Colt or Brady's going, Brady isn't going anywhere. Okay, I understand it's a contract year; he's going to be a free agent. Tom Brady has more money than God because his wife is the richest supermodel of all time. Right. Yeah, that's um, true. She makes more money than he does. Yeah, way more money than he does. So I don't think any of that's going to happen. But I think, you know, we're starting to see that, you know, them become a little bit limited. And we see this with, you know, even Peyton Manning's last year when he was in Denver. Oh, excuse me. Um, You know, man, he was throwing up pop flies left and right. Just there was no arm Just noodle, noodled armed. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, we love him. But the defense won that. And their defense was great this year. Um, but you know, we're starting to see what just, there's so many good young coaches and play callers and we're starting to see all kinds of athletes. I mean, they got beat by a Ryan, Ryan Tannehill quarterback team. Granted he only, but they did great. They played great defense. They limited new England's opportunities. They ran the hell out of the ball and kept the ball out of Brady's hands. Okay. You, yeah, they, they did do that, but you've seriously gone off the rails here. We were talking coaching carousel, coaching carousel who, okay. So now. Who okay. are the Giants going after? They hired Joe Judge. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Joe Which Judge. Which I think is a great hire. Don't know anything about Absolutely him. great hire. So, I don't know. I think it's the Bill Belichick effect. No, here's the deal. He's done a lot of different things. A special things. teams coordinator? Guess who else was a special teams coordinator before they got a head coaching job? I don't know who. John Harbaugh. How's that worked out for Baltimore? Sweet. I hope it works out. I, I really actually do think. Um, there was a lot of talk that Mississippi State was going to try to hire him. He's a Mississippi State grad. Um, he's got a lot of good experience. Obviously, the Patriots win with the details, and the special teams there has been great. That's a well-coached unit. I, I'm over this whole thinking a head coach needs to be an offensive or de- a great offensive or defensive coordinator. Dabo Sweeney was a fucking wide receivers coach before he got that job. CEO, that's what you need, dude. You yeah. need a CEO, and that's what Saban and Dabo are. Okay, so building off of that, you said Mississippi State. I heard... Jeremy Pruitt maybe being rumored as Mississippi State. Really? I heard that. I think Billy Napier um, is a candidate. Heard, I heard that one also. I don't know anything about Billy Napier. Well, he's doing a, I mean, Louisiana had 11-win season this year. They did. I actually he's watched been, a little in, bit of that East Jesus Nowhere Tech.com. And he's been on Nick Saban's staff twice. 
That says something. That says a lot, I think. I think he's a candidate for actually the Mississippi State and the Baylor job. Um, they talked about who did you send me? Um, Sonny Dykes. No, 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 no. Um, the internal hire. Oh, Joe McGuire. Yeah, I, it sounds like they're pretty high on him though too. The players are, and honestly, I think if you're Baylor and you've built up that culture to this point in such a short period of time, um, I don't think an internal hire is a bad thing at this point. I think it's a great move. They they've built up a culture. Um, the players have bought in all this stuff. Do we really want to bring someone else in and have something new, and have to? tear this thing back to the studs again after they are three years removed from having a one win season yeah I think that I think McGuire would be yeah a good spot for and him. he falls the Baylor you know kind of remember Art at Riles this, I mean at this late yeah. in the in the recruiting game like you have to just find some stability and be like hey yeah. guys look you keep I'm your staying- recruiting class together mm-hmm. and McGuire is one of those things like Art Riles he's one of the best Texas high school football coaches of all time yeah, he won a bunch of state championships yeah. before he came on rules. Right, staff. so he's obviously got a lot of connections within the Texas recruiting scene, um, things like that. I, I think that actually would be a good hire. Now I expect them to look outside as well. What's interesting for me, I think Rule is that CEO type. Um, he's a process-oriented guy. He's all this stuff. Does he get time in Carolina? The thing is, Carolina, there's all kinds of talent over A, does Cam Newton stick around? That's million-dollar question right there. Ooh. I don't think Will Greer is the answer. Uh, we've also don't think Kyle, Kyle Allen is the answer. No. Um, but at the same time, he's a process-driven guy. He's detail-oriented. It's not like he's bringing in this big offense for this new defense. Interesting for me, he's spent a little bit of time in the NFL. What's his staff going to look like? Is he going to get to hire a lot of his own assistants? Are they going to work with him on that? That's an interesting thing for me. Um I think he can be successful, but like we've seen with Saban, like we've seen the other guys, NFL jobs are predicated on a couple things. Does the franchise you are with give you time to make the right decisions and things like that? And do you tie yourself to the right quarterback? Because Nick Saban did not fail Miami because of his coaching. He failed in Miami because he pledged he tied himself to an aging, immobile Dante Culpepper. <laughs> there you go. I'm not wrong. No, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, yeah, so I, I don't. Is there are there any other college jobs that are open or going to be open? I think that's it's like coaching carousel is kind of wrapping up a little bit, right? But it's just it it's the trickle down effect. Um, who gets the Baylor job? Who gets the Mississippi State job? And and what's it work from there? You know, I think we're still going to see a lot of assistants moving on. Iowa State has an opening. Um, Alexi Golish. Alexi, that's his name. Is it really? Yeah, he's a Ruski. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, a Ruski. <laughs> well, I don't really know. He's got red hair. You know. Actually, Love Golish it. is a good dude. I've got to talk to him a couple times at Gridiron Club meetings. I, um, uh, I We ran into him. Really and, good dude. Yeah, he seems like he's pretty down to earth. Listening to the podcast he does with uh, Williams on Cyclone Fanatic. Like, he's pretty down to earth. Pretty, and he's a lot of fun. You know, things like that. I yeah. hope that works out for him. I'm really rooting. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'll probably be just a little bit of a closet UCF fan yeah. for that one. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And it's a great opportunity Gulch for him. is such a good dude. Like, because, he's the reason we have tight ends right now. Right. Like, truthfully. And, you know, he does a great job, you know, in his role as recruiting coordinator. Don't be wrong. I know Taylor Mauser and a bunch of these guys do a great job behind the scenes. Um, I won't be surprised if it's filled by somebody like that. But we're going to see this with Campbell. I think there's a lot of guys on the staff that have motivation. Don't be wrong. He wants his guys in there. But there are a lot of talented dudes who, oh, there you go, Solo, um, that want to be move up. I think Tom Manning wants to be a head coach. 
Um, I think Gore. Shieldhouse will be I a think Shieldhouse will definitely be a head coach. Hopefully it's ours someday. That'd be you sweet. Know? Dude's sharp. They said the dude is like an offensive guru, like crazy smart. That'd be awesome. Yeah. He was a st- he was actually like pretty fun to watch in college too. Do you remember him? He- I do playing for the f- for the fighting Illini, yeah. for the fighting Lenny like Smiths. Brick shit house. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and he's fast. Yeah, could throw the rock. Yeah, I could never remember how to pronounce his name when I was. Schleich. There's lots of A's, lots of E's, couple of consonant consonants. It's the most German last name for black guy ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So we we've touched on that. There's really no. Oh, nice charge there. Is that Prince is weird. Prince. He's like <laughs> the Marcus. Imagine. He's like the Marcus Smart that doesn't fly. <laughs> I know, dude. Dude has probably got to have eight or nine concussions just this year from his head hitting the floor. Yeah. Um. As for NCAA football, I think we'll probably touch a little bit more on that next week or the week after. Um, coaching carousel is probably going to die down. We'll learn a little bit more about um, in NFL draft prospects. We'll have a little bit more draft talk, I'm sure. I'm really, I'm really into this, and we don't have enough time right now because we're going to get too engrossed in this basketball game going Actually, forward. Actually, I'm, I'm starting to slip into apathy because this is getting ugly. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this just sounds weird. I'm more interested, and maybe it's because college football is over, and maybe it's because we had a little bit of a downturn with Iowa State, but this is – this NFL playoff race in draft class in free agency class might be the most interested I've been in the NFL in a long time. And new coaches and fully like agree. That. I love that. You, did you just see that? He hairballed that because he was fading away wide open. Jacobson, get your head out of your ass, bro. Dude, step into a shot. You're playing like a girl. Look at like, but not a look good at like girl. A, like you're not playing you're, like Bridget Carlton right now, because Bridget Carlton would waste you on the basketball floor, dude. What are it you? wouldn't even be close. What are you a bunch of girls or something? Jeez, manitly, bro. Um, yes, I'm glad you said that because I literally watched all eight games last weekend from start to finish. I would. I didn't get to do that, but no, not I will eight. this Sunday. No, it was just excuse me. I it will. was four. I I apologize. There's yeah. eight teams, four games. And we've got four this Same, weekend. Yep, yep, eight teams, four games again. I'll watch all of them start to all finish. All right, all right. Hot take that we're in the quarterfinals here. Okay. Should, we, should we do a little breakdown of the playoff bracket? Quick, come on. I mean, we can if you want. Sure. What's your breakdown? Okay, what so do you want? we have Kansas City and Houston. That'll be a good game. Houston's kind of had their number a little bit here in the regular season. Um, last few years. That's a dynamic team. We have Tennessee and who's the one seed? Oh, in Baltimore. Tennessee yeah, and Baltimore. Tennessee and Baltimore. That'll be a, that'll be an interesting game. It will be really fast paced because Tennessee wants to run the ball. Wants to run the ball a lot. No, you mean fast paced as in like the, the game, game will be over. Yes. Soon. Yes. Yeah, I mean three hour football game. For sure. Yeah. Um who, who are you taking? ASC side. Both of those are f- fun games. I mean, I think okay, you, you could go Are scratch here pretty easy if you wanted to, but you still owe me lots of fireball poles for kicking your ass at the fantasy football. Oh team yeah, that's right. Where is that? I need a drink. And anyways, you need, you need to pay me out, asshole. Come on. So I do need to do that, but I, my Venmo's tapped, so I'll have to wait a little bit. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have a job. That's true. <laughs> I'm waiting on my fantasy football money so I can put gas in my so, car. So uh, I would like to toast to Dan Harmson. Um, I think this is maybe two of the last three years he and I have been in the championship round together. Um, I think we have traded blows here. Um, That's what she said. Toast to you. Uh, my team laid an egg at the worst possible moment. Like, my team laid an egg as well. So yeah, just like it was egg. literally like the world's largest pillow fight via fantasy football. Yeah. So uh, congrats, Dan. Way to be a champion. Um, everyone else in the league, the if you're listening, your Shinker, Shinker, you suck. You're like 
the Tony Romos of fantasy football, just have an amazing regular season. Can't and win just, the playoffs. Just pee on your own shoe. Uh, happy marriage, by the way. Uh, toast to you, Dano. Here you go. I'm going to slug a shitload of this. Oh, there's a lot of bubbles. Oh, my God. Oh, heavens mercy. <coughs> oh, yeah. oh, You said I owed you. Oh, buddy. You going to make it? <laughs> oh, smells like college. It tastes like big red gum. If you don't like big red. Why did that? See, that helped me because then I didn't have to go upstairs and make a drink, which I mean, I'm probably go. gonna do. But oh, man. oh man, you know what? You know what I really hate about this right now, Dan, is that you asked me for my predictions here. Oh. You know what? Well, we got nothing. We can't talk about this basketball game. I, dude, it was, I, I so could badly, go Texans Titans. Like, dude, I, I'm calling it. I think it's gonna be two huge upsets this week. I think we could see the Chiefs. I, I think the Chiefs getting beat is a lot. More I think likely. the Chiefs defense is a little suspect. From time to it's time, and they're running. Their the running game yeah. is not, yeah, like it's not there. And their their passing game can be questionable. It'll be interesting to see what the the weather does. If it's a nice day and it's not windy in Kansas City, it'll yeah. be a it'll be a serious shootout. Well, Tannehill can put up numbers when they need him to. We've but we saw it. The Bills put put the put the recipe out to beat the Texans. Yeah. You just have to blitz Deshaun Watson until. The cows come home, and even if you that's put pressure he had a couple on freaky plays. Yeah, he yeah. did. So take that approach, throw everybody at him, and see what happens. Right. So I'm not. I don't. I can just see Houston and Tennessee getting these gigantic. Oh my upsets god! Would that be something? No one's giving him a chance, man. No one's giving him a chance. And I'll call this. Uh, I think San Francisco rolls. I think that defense does Over, to Cousins. Really? See, I think there's that opportunity because. Minnesota's pretty vulnerable on the edges, and Cousins isn't crazy mobile. That's what I'm saying. Um, Minnesota played a pretty complete game last week, and I will not be surprised to see Minnesota win this. Uh, fair enough. I could see that, too. I, but I, I think actually, San Francisco's defense is way too good. I think this this might be the year that the Vikings get over the hump. I, I think I think we honestly see— There would be a lot of people in my life that, that would make them happy to see that, so I'll root for that. I think we could see Green Bay, Minnesota. I'm not NFC a Minnesota guy. Not I'm not a Vikings see, like, fan, but— Where I grew up in Northwest Iowa— um, so growing up in Iowa, you, you kind of have this weird place where you, you're close to everything, but nothing's really close. You know, so you have <laughs> a lot of Vikings fans, Bears fans, Packers fans, Chiefs fans, Broncos fans. A weird amount of Bronco fans in Western Iowa. There's a Iowa. ton of Broncos fans here in Central Iowa too. It's it's odd. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because everybody likes to go to Colorado. There's not very many Chiefs fans around here. I think. I, like I know. I know. Like there's a, a couple, are, but like I, you'd think there'd be more. Parker's diehard. Chiefs right. Fan, yeah. His parents. Um, Brett Spurgeon, shoot, big Chiefs guy. Parker. I mean, Parker. Went Troy, to, Troy Sloan doesn't listen, but Troy Sloan, big Chiefs guy. Oh wait, he lives in Kansas or Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Dirt. <laughs> uh, Parker literally went to Chiefs game in Kansas City and went to. They scheduled their family Christmas around the around the Chiefs game in Chicago. That's so dope. Yeah, that's I mean that's how sweet. big a Chiefs fan his whole family. That's awesome. Good for them. Is. That's really cool. You know, um, but uh, I've never been a huge like I, I've obviously see, been a big Miami guy. Yeah. but like it, Dan Marino fucking roped me into it, and then Ricky Williams kept <sighs> me hanging on. Yeah. Run, Ricky, run, there all the go. way to Thailand to smoke pot in a tent. <laughs> oh, Man. God. And so now I just can't all let it go. Thailand to smoke dope. <laughs> like, seriously, though, I just, I've, I'm, you know how loyal I am, though. Like, yeah. I just can't let it go. Yeah. And so I would never oh, will. I understand. I understand. Um, but, but that being said, I have, you know, a group of teams that I don't have a favorite NFL team. But, like, it just kind of depends. Like, 
you know, I'm okay with the Vikings win. Like, good for them. I know a lot of – I make a lot of Vikings fan happy. I'm okay cheering for them, you know, unless they have a bunch of just douchebags on their team. Same thing with the Chiefs. Happy if they win, you know. You know, there's – it's it's that's kind of fun for me as an NFL. Like, you know, great, these teams win. If not, you know what, not the big of a deal. I can just watch the games to enjoy the game and watch a good – in good sports, yeah, I hear you. Stuff. I, there, there are a few teams really in the NFL that I root against. Um, yeah, Kelly, I love you. Love rooting against the Cowboys. Love rooting against the Cowboys. Right, it feels so good. Um, I love Eric Vollmer, E Nasty, Blaine. If you're listening, I love rooting against the Bears. For some reason, that feels good to me too. Except for that Demos there now. Like I kind of, it's weird. Like oh, yeah. I've never that's been a Bears the, fan. I don't like part. the Bears. Because, you know, I'd rather cheer for the Vikings or the Packers or even the fucking Lions. I don't know why. Never been a Bears fan. Like, if the Bears could lose every game, but David could have Demo, 100, Demo 120 to, to, to 150. City. Oh, man, it'd be perfect. If he could have 120 to 150 yards a game, a couple catches, and the Bears lose all the time, I'd have no problem with it. Which is weird because I'm uh-huh. still a Cubs fan. Yeah, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's fun just being a non-biased NFL fan. I can say that, but it, I, it I, is. It makes the playoffs yeah. a lot more interesting because, like, how I am with college basketball. If the yeah. clones aren't very good, I'm not watching it. Right. Where the NFL, if you don't really have like a super deep affiliation, you can just watch the games and it's awesome. Right. But even then, like, even if the clones are bad in in football, football, I'm gonna watch. Well, college, college football, football is so much fun. I love college football. Um. So to me, actually, I hope to like this. Cousins has been dogged on so much this year, and like he's such a good dude. Um, I think he is really a nice guy. Well, he's super. He's loves so he is from the other Dutchess part of the world, Holland, Michigan. If you didn't know that. Oh, I'm from Holland. Isn't it weird? Yeah, he's from Holland, Michigan. He's an awesome dude, though. So I would I would love to see like, and he finally got that freaking monkey off his back last week. So that means I'll probably not show up this week. But hey, so yeah, that that's my pick: Green Bay, Minnesota, and I'm. Are you going go. upsets with me? No, I think I'm. Baltimore is going to be too much for Tennessee. Yeah, Baltimore's there's too, there's, too there's too much they can now do. Now I can see Houston. I can see Kansas Houston, City. but actually, I I think so. I, you're chalk. I think I'm you're still, going straight chalk. I'm going to go chalk on that side. Yeah, okay. but I think I'm going to go the Vikings. Well, I'll over pick the, the I'll pick the two upsets. Okay. Um, I don't know what the spreads are. I don't have them in front of me, but I'll, uh, I'm taking San Francisco. Give me Tennessee. Give me Houston. Give me Green Bay. Okay, fair enough. I don't think it'll happen, but I just need to be contrarian. Right. Hey, that's our slot bet right there. Parlay. All right, I like it. I like it. So we get two slaps? Yes. I think so. I think that's, that's so appropriate. If, so if we each go one and one, or, you know, if we go one and one, then. Yeah. I think so. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's next? Um, I, I I don't know how much deeper we need to dive into the state of Iowa State basketball. No, I, I don't think there's I mean, much I, to talk about I, right uh, now. I, I, I'm, Losing I'm, by 24. I'm uh, I think I'm pretty disappointed in the lack of execution, um, the lack of effort in some spots. I just don't think we got the ponies, man. No, I don't think I don't think we do. But um, Tyrese, Tyrese is having off night. No, he's, he's frustrated. Yeah, it's. I don't think we're gonna. I don't even think we're gonna crack fifty in this one, bud. Well, we're gonna crack fifty, Dude, Christ. Dan, we had twenty six points at halftime. Oh, see, all you gotta get, get is twenty four more. We're fine. Thirteen minutes, we'll get thirty-four points. Well, that's absolutely no, horrible they'll, math. They'll get up by they'll get up by twenty, and you know, and we'll get some garbage time points. We're, we're cracking fifty. We might get seventy yet. Condit's pissed. Everybody just man, it's discouraging. All right, hot take nation. Love you, Steve Prom. Awesome dude. 
Who are your candidates? Steve will not leave this year. I think if they miss the tournament next year and this year, um, even then Pollard may not pull the trigger because he's typically been very slow with that. His seat will be warm next year. Like let's pretend yeah. he let's pretend he misses the tournament. But there's a lot of big name boosters that are pretty frustrated with Steve. Do you have names? No, I mean no, I, not that I can release. <laughs> is, this, is this from your sources? <laughs> My sources. My sources say. Big name boosters are frustrated with Steve. <laughs> no, and I mean it's rightfully so. Like I think that uh, game planning uh, preparation it seems to be off. Like yes, we don't have the ponies, but even if you don't have the ponies at home, like Hilton Magic's gone. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, for, like Hilton you Magic's lose to gone. Florida A and M. You lost to UW Milwaukee a couple years ago. It's just it's not a fortress anymore. It's not what it was. In no. part of it, I think the fan I don't, support has dwindled since Fred left because. Part of the austere was Fred's here. Like, he's our golden boy. We love him. You know, A, Fred's never coming back, folks. I wish people would get over that. Like, yeah. I don't want Fred back. Yeah. I don't know if I, I wouldn't take him back, but as long as Pollard's here, it's never going to happen. And I don't think – it sounds weird, but I do not think Fred is, would ever leave Nebraska for Iowa State. They can pay more. You know, there's all yeah. kinds of things. I don't think he's going to uproot his family again unless it's for an NBA job. Well, those kids are, you know, going to be out – how, how old are the twins now? Are they are they in high school yet? Uh, I couldn't tell you actually. I don't know. I think the twins got to be getting close to getting high school. Um, yeah. T.J. Otzelberger is a name um, that obviously a lot of people think, and obviously I, I don't know if you can talk about this. I feel dirty talking about this, but T.J. would be a candidate. Depends on how much success he has at UNLV. One that I I want to throw out there is I think Darren DeVries and what he has done in a year and a half at Drake is very For impressive. Sure. Let's uh let's play pretend. If you could have one other Big Twelve coach, not named Chris Beard, not named Scott Drew, and not named Bill Self, so who are you taking? You've got Lon Kruger. Okay, I dig it. I'm a big Jamie Dixon guy. I like Jamie Dixon too. Big Jamie yep. Dixon guy. Yep. I I think this sounds weird. What's so, the name of Okie State's coach? Boynton. Yes, that's right. Really good recruiter, average coach. Sound familiar? Oh, wait a minute. What does that mean with the lady doing a bunch of math in her head as it scrolls across? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, football, who would you do? All right, Matt Big Rule. Tw- Big, Big 12, 12 football coach? coach not named, I think at this point, Gary Patterson or Lincoln Riley. Chris Kleiman. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. But, yeah, there you go. Tom Herman can fly a friggin' kite. Yeah. Lincoln yeah. Riley's a – here's the thing. Okay, Lincoln Riley probably is a really good coach, but is he just at, like, the perfect spot? Like, let's think about it. Would he be For a successful Christ's somewhere sake, else? it's Oklahoma, dude. Yeah. You get the – And that's why he's not leaving is where else could he have this He's got success? the best job ever. Yeah, I mean – He's he, got a hot wife. She grocery shops for him. <laughs> she cooks for him. She cleans. Yeah. I, I just don't know why he'd leave because he, he – would, He would be stupid to leave. He, you know, has – the best job in a conference where he, you know, is the odds on favorite to win every year. You know, all these pe- there's a bunch of there's a believe it or not, there's a contingent of Oklahoma fans that wants to be in the SEC. Why? You are making you're gonna make just as much money in the Big Twelve. And like, let's ask you Missouri, are gonna win. Let's ask yeah. Missouri and AM. Was and, it worth it? In the Big Twelve, it? Oklahoma's gonna win every year. In the SEC, you might be the fourth place team in the SEC West. Might, yeah, exactly. Like you'd be lucky to like barely edge out A and M every year. Yeah, look what they did this year against LSU. Okay, let's Fuck. now that we're playing pretend. Out of the four Big Twelve teams that left, 
who would you take back? Missouri. Missouri for me too. Actually, just because I think Actually, you know what? No, actually, I'll no, go it's off Colorado. I'd take Colorado and AM. That's who I want. Back. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Although AM and Texas have this weird relationship. They fucking hate each other, but they don't want to play. It's it's weird. And Kansas but the it's like AM took their ball and went home. Yeah, like those are two rivalries that should never have ended. The Kansas and Missouri rivalry goes back to the Civil War. Literally, that's what their teams are named after is the Kansas the people who fought for Kansas. You know, in bloody Kansas in the Civil War were called Jayhawkers. And the people in Missouri, the Northerners in Missouri, were called Tigers. Like, that was what the regiment was called. That's Their names in that rivalry goes back to the Civil War. Dude, I did War. not know that. Do they touch on that in that ESPN 150, like the college football I documentary? Haven't, I haven't watched Have that. you watched any no, of that? No. Dude, they've got... It's like a 15-part series on the history of college football. Really? Like, thinking about how the powers that be came, like the Michigans and the Ohio States, yeah. came from recruiting. Like, they, they were literally... Going to school there was more sought after than going to the NFL. Oh, I'm sure. That's well, how they at got the time. These kids. The NFL Notre wasn't Dame. A big deal. That's how Notre you know, Dame like, came. NFL was a minor thing. College football was was the deal. Yeah, that's it's, so wild to think about, dude. Yeah, yeah. Or like the reason Army and Navy were so awesome back in the day was because they literally got their pick from the most able-bodied men across the country. Yeah. It's like, hey, come play football, go serve your country, because that was priority back in the day. Yeah. Back in the 40s, 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. Yeah. Hey, come, come, come to school here. Get an education. Play football for four years. Go serve your country. Retire. Yeah. But back then, people also died playing football all the time. That's true. But, they didn't yeah. have suspension helmets. Yeah, they didn't have a lot. The, of Everyone stuff. like they're the. Have you ever looked? They back? used rocks for knee pads. Oh, well, hey, Isaiah Moss sighting. Oh, have you ever looked back? It's actually really interesting, like how the rules of football evolved. Over time, you know, and what it originally started out was a game that was pretty close. You weren't allowed was to throw the ball forward. In between, basically, rugby like rug- and soccer. Yes. Um, and just how rules changed, you know, versus the forward pass, versus why men became in line of scrimmage, versus how downs were created, how distance was created. It's really interesting to go back and say, well, and basically almost all the rule changes that have happened in football, and a lot of them were, you know, not 1890 to 1940, almost all of them have to do with player safety. Yeah, like, time is a flat circle. Look where we are now today yeah. with where we are. You know, it, yeah. I think, and, and touching on that, helmet technology has obviously come a long, long ways. But uh, one of the yeah. things that I find interesting is, like, the guy that invented the game, I think, was a Boston native or, wow, yeah, just Jack Three's Prentice, um, was, like, a Boston native. And they asked him, they're like, you need to change the rules. Things have to be more spread out. You have to stop just making it this dog pile People are dying, breaking their necks, getting injured, yeah. and he literally refused. Like he had this, the NCAA refused or whoever refused to change the rules, and then they're like, "Okay, well, we're literally going to ban the game." Well, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt had like a big thing about how they yes, wanted because his football. his boy played at Yale or Harvard, yeah, and, and like, got hurt really bad. Yeah, got yeah. hurt really bad. Yeah, yeah, take a time out, Steve. That man, the amount of gray hair he has had in the last two years. I want to know what chapstick brand he buys, and I would like to invest stock. What does he do with his staff in the offseason? Danielle's been a good recruiter. Um, and actually, our, I don't know. I, I think everybody but James Kane needs to go. And Michael maybe, Byers. Wait, maybe this is what you were talking about earlier. You get, get one chance. Co- you get you one, one chance. chance. They're going to yep. make him clean house after this year. And, and some guys, it works chance. out. Look at what Gus Malzahn. on. Gus Malzahn, on. They made him fire his whole staff. And do you remember? Do you, oh, this is so funny. You said that. Do you remember that cutaway they had of him 
they panned to his face and they slowed it down and you could read his lips after like he's getting just throttled against a like not necessarily a rival or anything. They're like gonna fire me. Yes, he goes, I'm getting fired. Yeah. He says that over the intercom. He goes, I'm getting fired, guys. Yeah. I think literally he says they're gonna fire me. Yeah. Yeah. And he is totally turned around. Like now yeah. Gus Malzahn has a shitload of job security all of a sudden. Right. Right. But like this th- maybe this will be Prom's one shining moment next year. It's like, hey, dude, you gotta do something different. Yeah. This is if you don't, it's over. I, I really think so because this actually, is what is this year five? Position, is this year five? Yeah, right? we're in a position now. Iowa State financially, we're well enough tie, well enough off to make that change if it needs to happen. Regardless, his buyout isn't that high. So I think there are just kill, as many boosters passionate about the basketball yeah, you, program you than there are football programs. You can't kill you know Hilton Magic and all these things. Iowa State is very proud of their basketball history, and we are happy that we got it where it was, um, and they want to see it happen. So we'll see what goes on. Yeah. For me, it's Otz as the clubhouse leader, just playing pretend. But yeah, but if UNLV doesn't do what was that English words? What did you just say? I said UNLV. UNLV. Um. Okay, Dan. Um. I think this is where we leave. I think that's good. How long have we been talking? An hour, uh, right on the nose on an hour. This has been very good off the cuff. It has been very good. This has been literally zero structure. So everyone listening, please. I want to have a movie episode soon. Absolutely. I want to have a movie episode soon. Well, that's going to come after the Super Bowl. And then the XFL starts. Hell yeah. February 8th, baby. Can't wait. Dallas Desperados. Wait, that was the old XFL. (laughs) Who the hell knows? Dallas Renegades. I don't know what their names are. So everybody listening, um, this will be, uh, this is a very off the cuff cuff episode please give us your feedback we real world stuff right here we appreciate hearing it um if you want to come on you want to be a esteemed guest on the podcast oh, walters looks pissed yeah walters is upset heft is throwing his hands around um let us know we'd love to have you give us some great feedback thank you for listening we really appreciate it it seems like we've kind of generated a really small cult following and i'm glad that there's so many people that ask me regularly like when's the new episode coming out so that's that's actually really flattering so thank you to everyone um but with that danny I'm signing off. Peace out, Girl Scout. Go clones. Sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin.